welcome to Bring Your Own, a catch-all bookish most of the time podcast. I'm Brandy. I'm Kendra. I'm Kayla. Brandy, I like how you say bookish most of the time. <laughs> I feel like eventually we're just gonna like be off on tangents. Yeah. Yeah. Today is Bring Your Own trope. So we have all brought our favorite bookish trope to discuss. But before we do that, what's everybody's current read? What are you reading? Um, currently, okay, I've been binging the Fallen Men series by Gianna Darling. I'm doing it all with audio. Yeah, it's been, honestly, it's been quite a time. Uh, it's ruined some friendships in my life. <laughs> um, it's brought me closer to some people. Um, but let's see, there are six books out right now with two novellas. I finished book five last night and I'm starting book six today. Um, and when book seven will come out, I don't know. But I am loving this series. It's taught me a lot about myself. It's an acquired taste, for sure. And I've yeah. acquired it. So, yeah. yeah, I'm having a great time. I binged this in, like, October, November of last year. And I really, really wanted my friends to read it, but I was so scared <laughs> to recommend it. Because, <laughs> like Kendra said, it's, just like, very much an acquired taste. very taboo. Um, so I was scared to recommend it, but Kendra took the plunge. And then Kayla, yeah, what do you read it? <laughs> I, I take a little bit of offense to the fact that Kendra said it ruined friendships. I'm still here, aren't I? I'm still here. You're still Selena. here, but our so, Selena and I, you know, if Selena's listening, Selena plug your ears. Yeah, if Selena's listening, plug your ears. Don't Selena and I are good because I didn't tell her my thoughts on the first book. I more so meant oh. like. We okay. said this, I think, last time. Um, Kayla and I used to have a perfect circle, and this year we've taken some hits to that circle. But it's it's true. Out. We have to accept it. Um, no, we don't. So, Kayla, <laughs> why don't you tell us what you've been reading and why I... our friendship is, like, hanging on by a thread? <laughs> I'm currently on book four of the Fallen Men series after the fall. Hmm. I, confession, and if you love this series, like, you know, maybe – plug your ears but I did skip book one I just didn't hear the best things about it so I decided to skip um, and so I read book two and let me not let me not talk too much about that one yeah. and then I <laughs> because, because Kendra and Brandy will I think they will actually start crying so I let me skip okay wait then, wait wait, wait. Okay. here's the thing the reason why the reason why I'm upset is because I wanted Kayla to read this and I knew there was a really high chance that she would hate it. Like I knew that going in, but instead of telling me, Hey Kendra, I'm going to start this series. She goes behind my back and starts it. Doesn't even tell me that she's read it until she's done. And I'm like, told me, (laughs) see, that makes it even worse. I'm like, Oh, like I told Randy Kendra, what's wrong with that? The thing is you can, but here's the thing. (laughs) You and I have told each other what we've been reading like every single book since we became friends so that's over a year of you know how many books we've each read in a year that's over a year of us being like okay I'm reading this I'm reading this I'm reading that and then you didn't tell me knowing that I'm like obsessed with the series and you told me afterwards and I had in my head I was already like oh like I can't wait to just like see her reactions to certain things even if it's all bad and you robbed me of that experience (laughs) and that's why I was hurt based on what has happened now with me you know kind of um 
to put it politely, crapping on that book, <laughs> I, um, you wouldn't even, mm-hmm. you say I would have liked your reactions even if they were bad. I was fighting yeah. for my life. I don't know that you would have liked them. No, but no, I, I was fighting for my we'll life. We'll never know. Bad. We'll never know now, will we? Because we can't go back in time and change it. So Kayla would be like, so what about this extremely dubious thing that happened? And I'd be like, well, you know what? <laughs> I have no arguments Yeah, Maybe Zeus should be in jail. But <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah, anyway, but wait, I, yeah. I I re- I did really like book three, um, HR and Danner Supremacy, <laughs> and then now so I'm much. on I'm on book four and um, uh, mostly listening. I'm not really eyeball reading anything else. Amazing. I'm cur- I like always have one audiobook and one physical book going mm-hmm. at all times. My commute, my LA commute is insane, so I always have to have an audiobook. I'm currently listening to In a Jam. Woo! Yeah, so I'm loving it so much. I'm having a great time. Jason Clark is the narrator uh, for Noah, and he's just amazing. He's my favorite male narrator ever. Mm-hmm. Whoa, Brandy, back up. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I said that, and then I was like, oh, Zachary Weber. Um, controver- I'm sorry, you guys. I think Jason Clark <gasps> is my favorite male narrator. <laughs> Did you see Jason Clark drink out of a Starbucks cup? No. Oh my no. god. You guys, when we were at Love in Vegas, Kendra and I were standing in line, like just like chat with audiobook narrators or whatever. We were, I was having them sign some of my book journals or whatever. We look up and Zachary Weber has his full neck exposed, had completely tilted back, <laughs> drinking out of a Starbucks cup, like the dregs of it. And we just like looked at each it other was and we were the like the most erotic experience of the weekend. Oh god. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then we, Jason Clark is going to be a book bonanza, isn't he? I don't want to. This is so mean. I like really need to stop looking. I don't want to see them because in my head, he looked. The first time I ever heard Jason Clark was when he was Griffin Eden in Indigo Ridge. Mm. He looks mm. like Griffin in my head, and I know he doesn't. I know he doesn't look like Griffin Eden, but I, I, whatever. What if he's so hotter I, than Griffin? Will you be staying away? No, I'm no. gonna go. <laughs> She's gonna be gonna, his biggest fan. I'm gonna like, hide. Can, you my, can you sign my book journal? Yeah, please. Like, <laughs> I'm such a huge fan. Oh my god, I like shit my pants when I met Julia Whalen for the first time. I had like zero chill. I was like, you're a huge reason I got back into reading. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, um, so I'm listening to In a Jam and it's so good. Ashley told me to read that forever ago. You two read, read it recently and told me like bump it up. So I'm very excited to be listening to that. And I am currently reading, actually, last night really truly started predator the predator by rude nix oh. i don't know if you, the mm-hmm. dark first oh, i want to read that she was an elicity fanfic writer so oh oh my god amazing yeah elicity's uh arrow the tv show right yeah um i'm like i'm having a good time it the the writing is a little clunky like she just uses a lot of like the same words a lot in like paragraph you know what i mean like yeah. intensity was used like three times in the same sen- or paragraph anyways that's stuff i can mostly overlook um, I also heard that this series gets, like, exponentially better as it goes on. So I'm kind of just, like, pushing my way through this one right now. And then hopefully um, we'll love the other ones. But I'm I'm excited. I needed something. I'm also still, like, I put Legendborn on pause for a minute just because I have been fighting for my life in this reading slump. Um, mm. And I just, like, really didn't want my reading slump attitude to affect my reading of legend born because it is so good i just i didn't want to like drag myself through it just because i it was me not because of the book if that makes sense yeah so i think i'm gonna go back to that one after i finish the predator because i'm feeling better yay yay 
So I guess we can jump into talking about our tropes. I'll go first because the reason I think I should go first is because I truly think that Brandy and Kendra have selected the superior tropes. Um, (laughs) No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. You guys ask me, like, what's your favorite trope? And every time I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And then when you guys pick those tropes, I'm like, shit. Those are way better. But that's okay. <laughs> um, so mine today is, and this is probably like, if I'm being honest, it's probably like my third or fourth favorite trope. But mine today is Grumpy Sunshine. Oh, and so I'm going to go, I made like a massive list of um, all my favorite ones that have Grumpy Sunshine. And I want to be clear, when I say Grumpy Sunshine, it has to be true a grumpy person and an actual sunshine person there are lots of books that i feel like people put in this category that don't fall into grumpy sunshine at all mm-hmm. and okay and i'm gonna tell you the worst offenders okay so <laughs> the, i think the worst offender probably my, the top three worst offenders are the simple wild yes terms and conditions and be treat i do not think these three are grumpy sunshine Kendra, you're like shaking your head. Do you it's agree or no? I know I like I agree so much. It makes okay. me like viscerally angry <laughs> when people are like be treated as grumpy sunshine. Yeah. Because like what is I think What's Lomi sunshine? was like she January is ex sunshine. Like she's literally like going through this big mm-hmm. reckoning in her life. Like she's not a positive person. And like same with yeah. the other two books you just mentioned. Like Kala is a bitch in this wild. <laughs> like she's not optimistic at all. She's our bitch. Yeah, love her. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people also, um, not this one isn't as bad of an offender, but people also sometimes group in from Lukov with love. And I'm like, that's actually just grumpy, grumpy. Yeah. I don't think yeah, that's grumpy sunshine at all. Grumpy, grumpy. Yeah. Uh, and also, I also want to say that my list also does include a couple reverse grumpy sunshine, although I don't really get why we have to call it reverse. It's like, why... They're all, yeah. they're just grumpy sunshine. You know right. what I mean? Like, it doesn't really Like, matter. one of them is grumpy, one of them is sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, one of them is grumpy, one it doesn't, we don't have to have the one half, the first one has to be the male, the second one has to be the female, like, it doesn't make sense to me. All right. Um, okay, so the first, and I think one of, like, the most obvious ones is The Fine Print by Laura yes. Asher. We love, again, terms and conditions, no. Fine Print, yes. Mm-hmm. Another one by Lauren Asher, I think, is redeemed. Um, now, like, I think as the story goes on, Santi becomes less and less grumpy, but I definitely think, like, in the beginning, that man, you know, he's, like, a hermit, like, he doesn't want to talk to anybody, yeah. you know what I mean, like, um, and so he does a lot of growth in that book, but um, so I guess same thing with Rowan, though, right, like, Zara, I think that's part of the Sunshine persona, is it helps kind of the grumpy become less grumpy, less yeah, grumpy, he, he's, they've know? always had some sunshine in them, they just had to find it. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so cute. I know. <laughs> wow, sound bite. I've said it before. <laughs> I made a TikTok oh. about it. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, yeah. Um, so definitely those two. I think also um a really popular one and one that I read last I think it was two yeah, it was uh not last summer, but the summer before when it came out. And I think it was really my first like really truly smutty rom-com it happened one summer by tessa bailey mm. um that i i mean i don't really read truthfully i don't really read much tessa bailey anymore but it happened one summer i think we'll always like have a that special a good book. place that book was yeah. so good like I mean, it really it really is it's so good i think some people th- don't like now like when people look back on it they're like that book's not that good I actually i still really like it 
I don't know. I think it's right. Yeah, no. Is it like the best rom-com ever? And like, of course not. Is it fun and smutty and a really quick read? Yes. And sometimes yeah. that's what you mm-hmm. need. Yeah. And I think, and I, yes. I remember when I, when I first read it, I, like I said, it was like one of my first truly smutty rom-coms. I, the smut happens, I don't want to say fast, but it happens like sometimes you have to wait like 60 or 70%. And it happens, I think at like 40. And I was like, I was pretty shook oh. by that. that. I was pretty that shocked. First by that. smut scene is yeah, so that's a really good, good one. Like, uh, when he's like, yeah, "I'm gonna champagne. fuck the word friend right out of your mouth." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, that's a really good one. Um, I don't remember that... the smut in that book. <gasps> I remember the I remember the dressing room, and I remember mm-hmm. like some of the, the butt boat? stuff. Yeah, the boat? Sh- sure. The take- that was the, the butt stuff. Was the bug boat? No, it wasn't. That was, was in, that was at a, no, that was in a hotel. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's all I remember. I read it like two so, years ago. What about when he was taking pictures of her on the boat? Well, yeah, where you he could, like so. keep them. Yeah, he wanted to keep them in his cabin or whatever. That first one where he refused to fuck her because he's like, I'm not going to let you like turn this into like a, mm-hmm. a fucking dump. So he just like went down mm-hmm. on her and left. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Wasn't that like in the kitchen or something? Like, yeah. That yeah, was, okay, yeah. I yeah. She kept okay. calling them friends no, 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 and he got pissed off. Oh. And the ho- I remember the hospital. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The hospital. <laughs> yeah. I think we just named them all. I think we yeah. just named all of them. Anyways, probably. you don't have to read yeah. that book anymore. We just explained yeah. it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe just certain parts and then you can just move on. But okay, one that I also think will show up again today, if I'm not mistaken, will be Heartless by Elsie Silver. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> Willa oh, is, is so Willa is one of my top like book oh, girlfriends so for sure. She's for so sure. I like love redheads. After her. It's like not good. Redheads mm-hmm. with like a curvy body will do yes. it for me every time. Check pretty much. Yeah, Willa, Bryce, they'll do it for me each time. Mm-hmm. My favorites. I'll 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 not say much about Heartless because we're, I think we're gonna talk about it later. So I'll just wait. Um. <laughs> This one is this. I have two series. Well, um, these series c- connect together, and so I'll just mention them: Hot House Flower or, or Long Way Down with Rike and Daisy from the Addicted Callaway Sister series. Yeah, interesting. What do you not think they're Grumpy Sunshine? Keep going. <laughs> I think like yeah. I think like outwardly, in my opinion, Daisy is like very sunshine. I think once you're in okay, her head, sure. it's yeah, a that's different. the part that, that I'm like. That, but like outwardly yeah. facing, like I think if people saw them Definitely. on the street, like yeah, because think about how she acts in public, right? Like Definitely. Yeah. I think well, I think that's I think they fit the like the tropes that they people group them in with the most regrippy sunshine and like age gap. So I think that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um ad- admittedly, admittedly, Reich and Daisy are my least favorite Addicted Callaway Sisters series couple, but I feel like if I didn't mention them, people would be like you forgot Rick and Daisy and I'd be like okay well anyway yeah um but another one from I think the follow-up series is uh Jane and Thatcher Tangled Like Us and Simple Like Us they are by far the best couple from that series hot take probably um and uh Kayla (laughs) I think you're gonna think I'm serious when I say that I hate Mafia and Pharaoh (laughs) (laughs) we we don't much uh, but you know what's crazy i feel like mafia and pharaoh really brought us 
even closer as friends like oh probably our, our group like we all like got, for them we all got in that group chat because we're like oh like let's buddy read the like us series and then we hated it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so we, jane and thatcher's books we, yeah minus jane and thatcher's books we didn't even finish it um because we were just like yeah this isn't good this I is have, just not good i had fun with um oscar and jack's book okay i know yeah, kendra they, didn't read it I oh. did. I also read it, and yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was fine. Good. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Fine. It was cute. Oh, oh, we I, liked, I, we liked Misfits, and we liked. Yeah, Misfits. I liked Luna's books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but everything just, else. But that awful. series as a whole. Tired. Series as a whole, I'm so tired. Mm, yeah. Zero out we, of ten. <laughs> I think the main thing that everybody, I, and I don't think we're alone in this. I think pretty much everybody is waiting for this. Is just the, the Charlie books because God. they've been teased forever. And they're you never the going to happen in our lifetime. The twins are on TikTok. Yeah, I like, saw that. Like, everyone's comment section's like, please. When's Charlie? Like, when's Charlie? When's yeah. Charlie? And they just, those evil twins, God. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry, Kayla. Continue. What, why? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm fine to talk about how much they've done me so wrong. Um, uh, one that I read recently that I really would love for everybody listening and everybody here <laughs> to read. Yeah, I'm, yeah, pointing yeah. At, I'm pointing at these two. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That I will not shut up about is Georgie All Along by Kate Claiborne. Kendra, look at me. Stop. <laughs> don't, don't, don't look away. Okay. Don't look away. Um, Georgie All Along by Kate Claiborne. This one just came out um, just last month, the end of last month, and I got it. Um, in my book of the month subscription. So I was like, let me just try it. And I ended up absolutely devouring it. Loved it. So good. Levi is the same way where he's not like, he he's grumpy. I think he's considered grumpy because he is like the town hermit. Like nobody really knows anything about him. They don't really approach him. He just see he has a very hard exterior. But again, it's kind of the same situation. You know, once he gets that sunshine in his life, then you know, he softens up a little bit, but um, it's a really great book and everybody needs to read it right now. Right now. After you finish your, like, whatever series that you're reading right now, fine. Then you can read. Then you can read it. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking to anybody in particular when I say that, though. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. I'm, I think I'm going to wait for the it. audiobook. The audiobook comes out mid-March and I think that's probably when I'll finish The Dark Burst, Legendborn, Bloodmarked, all the stuff that I'm, like, currently in the middle of anyways. So. Seems like so much. You're like, yeah, dark first. Yeah, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I the I know the male narrator is the same one that did um the Playing for Keep series. So if you liked him, but I know you didn't love him, so I don't know. I can deal with him. I can deal with him. He just talks okay. really slow. Oh, bump that up just bump 2. it up. No. Yeah. Oh God. He talks so die. slow. Okay. Well. Anyways, we'll see, we'll see. I don't I don't know the female narrator though, so hopefully she's good. But anyway, that's my little nugget for today that everybody should read Georgia along. Um, okay, my last one is probably gonna be In the Weeds by DK Morrison. Yeah. Um, that book is so so I love that series. I like the one thing that I don't love and I've talked about this before is that BK Borison just does I feel like for the third act conflict it's like a copy paste almost each time and so that kind of annoys me but I do love the characters that she creates and that she writes I think they are really well done and Beckett is 
he's the sweetest guy and evie is um i mean i think she's a little she's not like super i don't want to call her like 100 percent sunshine i feel like she's like 90 percent or like 80 percent sunshine she's not quite the same as some other like sunshines on this list but uh, again i think it's her outward persona because she is like a social media influencer right so she like has to portray all the time a certain way um but i i do love her as well um yeah oh, why do you her. why do you love grumpy sunshine like what about it appeals to you well i think i think grumpy sunshine is also like opposites attract right i feel like they're one and the same and so i love just the opposites attract nature of like whether it is a, you know, guy who's like, I hate everyone but you. Like, I love that kind of thing. I feel like a lot of Grumpy Sunshine falls into that. You know, like, with the um, the grumpy person hates everybody but their partner. I think that that's just so cute to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just like the opposing personalities of, I mean, I do like having, like, you know, same, same. Like, for example, Mixed Signals is probably, like, Sunshine, Sunshine. sunshine. Or like I said, Lupin with Love is like Grumpy Grumpy. I like that too. I like, or like um, Book Lovers, I think is Grumpy yeah. Grumpy. Yeah. Um, and I love that too, but I think there's also just something about the opposites attract nature that kind of balances sometimes. And I, I love that. Yay. Uh, agreed. I hate everybody but you. It's just so. Mm. It's very mm-hmm. good. Very good. Yeah. And that is Grumpy Sunshine. So good. Yay. Um, if you know me then I bet you could put a thousand dollars on which trope I have picked. Uh, I picked single parent, which um, actually around this time last year, about a year ago, I got approved for an arc on that galley for a book called Nora goes off script by Annabelle Monahan. And it was like my first single parent. I had like before that I had like avoided single parent a lot because I was like, why? Like <laughs> that TikTok audio was like, fuck them kids and fuck yeah, you too. I was like why would I want to read about children when I'm trying to read these romance books um but I don't like I read that book and I was just like oh my god um mm-hmm. because I yeah I the, the love interest building a relationship and that one's a single mom and the love interest building a relationship with the kids I was like wait this is the best part of this whole book um and mm-hmm. in that book specifically that was like my favorite part it's just so Good. So then I kind of just like spiral. So of course I have my list here, and I'll first start off with some like what's gonna be on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll start off with some non-romance. We're like they have a romance plot line, but I don't know if I would consider these like full full romance. Two of them that I love are Lessons in Chemistry and Seven Days in June. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. Like I love them both so much. I don't know if I would recommend these as romance books. I do recommend the books. Like both of them are five stars, incredible, incredible reads. But I don't know if I consider. Well, I definitely don't consider Lessons of Chemistry a romance. Mm -hmm. Seven Days in June, like I think it could be considered romance, but it's like yeah, Yeah. it's like it leans women's fiction for sure. Um, So those are two non-romance. But of course, I have to talk about. Demi Perry, who writes some of the best <laughs> uh, single parent out there. So I, I have my top three saved as well. But like some other ones that I loved are Tattered by Demi Perry, The Bluff by Willa Nash, who is also Demi Perry. That's her pen name. Um, and both of those daughters from those books, from Tattered and The Bluff, confirmed are getting their own books. So she's working on like hmm. a second gen right now, which I like really love because obviously we got to like fall in love with those kids. 
Um, she also wrote Dotted Lines, which is another one that I love. These are not all of her single parent books. I'm just naming ones that I love. Um, but then, so yeah, those are some Daphne Perry ones I love. Then The Bride Test um, by mm-hmm. Helen Wong is so good. Funny Feelings by Tara DeWitt. That's Single Dad. I love that one. Ignite um, by Melanie mm-hmm. Harlow. Oh, so good. That one actually has, yeah, That's you really do. One. It's so good. They have that, Those two kids, uh, Hallie and Luna. so cute. Those are my favorite fictional kids that I've ever read about. Like, they're so funny. The audiobook for that one is so good. Stephen Dexter is the male narrator. I don't even remember who the female narrator is, but it's Brady, do you think so do you think good. Ignite counts? I'm I leaned toward no, and so I didn't include Ignite on my list, but do you think that one counts as Grumpy Sunshine? I'd actually say yeah. You think so? <laughs> yeah, because he's like grumpy with his kids too, like in a cute yeah. dad way yeah, where he's like, yeah, ugh, yeah. they're so annoying all the time. Yeah, I think so because oh, he's, Winnie... he's definitely grumpy. I just wasn't oh. sure if Winnie was sunshiny. Oh, I think so. I like her whole so? arc is about how like easily she falls okay. in love and like people take advantage of her. Yeah, I think I think so for sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh my god. And that one's age gap too. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. It's so good. That's a really great one. Can I yeah. that one too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really well, she... easy read. That one is my favorite in the series by a mile at this point. So I haven't read Tempt yet though. But that one's also second gen, which I didn't know when I read it originally. There's a whole series of books that come before that. Like Winnie herself is a kid from a single parent romance book. And this is her all grown up being, yeah, being. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So those ones are also good. And then my top three that I've ever read for single parent, my number three is The Soulmate Equation by Christina Lauren. Uh, It's so good. Juno is so funny in that one as well. That's the daughter. Um, number two, I did Heartless, which Kayla mentioned earlier. Oh, it's just so good. It is very much very grumpy sunshine. I don't know. That book is just like, Mm -hmm. so it was just so perfect for me. Like, I just love everything about that book. Again, age gap, single dad, grumpy sunshine. Oh, it's so good. He's like a grumpy The kid in that book was kind of... Can I say what I was, I I wasn't going to say it, but since Kendra brought it up. It I just love makes that you book. laugh. <laughs> I love tired. that book. Do not get me wrong. <laughs> I'm I love tired. That book. But I was always kind of like side eyeing Luke a little bit because I was like, "You talk way too well." Wasn't he like five? Yeah. Yeah. You talk in full sentences <laughs> that make complete sense mm-hmm. all the time, and I'm like, like philosophical no too. I'm like, what? <laughs> no five-year-old talks like that. But anyway, shut. I up. let it slide. I let it slide. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. It was good. He was just, like, really advanced five-year-old. Yeah. Maybe he's just, you know, yeah, exactly, really advanced. I don't know. I think often in romance, or single-parent romance books, like, they fall in love with the kid at the same time that they're falling in love with their parent. And that, Mm -hmm. I feel like, in Mm -hmm. Heartless, like, she falls in love with Luke way before she falls in love with Cade, which I, like, really loved because Will is the nanny in Heartless. So she, like, is with Luke all day, every day, all summer long. And I mean, obviously there's feelings between between her and Kate really early, but like, she's just like, I don't know, her relationship with Luke, I just thought was so, so sweet. Um, and then, of course, my number one single parent romance book ever is Juniper Hill by Daphne Perry. Pretends um, to be shocked. Yeah. Sorry, I'm predictable. Shocked. This is shocking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Just like something about that book. I 
I love Knox. I love Memphis. This is like um, a rare one where the kid doesn't really have a personality, obviously, because he's a newborn. (laughs) Newborn babies don't have personalities. Like most of the time, like I love the kids' personalities in single parent romances, obviously. Um, But this one, he's like newborn, newborn. Like she had him like three months ago. He's a baby, baby. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I love it so much. And it's one of my favorite books ever. Some single parent or single guardian ones that are on my TBR right now are Final Offer. I haven't read that one yet. And Unravel Me, which is going to be Adam's book in the Playing for Kids series. And you're reading one right now. Yes. And uh, in the jam or in a jam is my current read. So you said you said that the kids in Ignite are your favorite fictional kids. I think I think Jeannie is mine. She she's is a good one. Hilarious. Yeah. I love her so much. She's really cute. Yeah, she's very funny too. I'm that that's the kid from Imogen. Her name is Imogen. They call her Jenny. She's just so cute and she's got a potty mouth. <laughs> and it's very funny. Yeah. And she has like ADHD and I thought that was like represented really well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially since um Shay is a teacher, like being able to like identify those yeah. signs young and a kid is just like obviously part of teacher training and stuff. Like I just thought that was so sweet how she was such an advocate for Jenny before she even really had a relationship with Noah. So. I honestly have to wonder if the author of that book was a teacher herself at one point because the way that she my mom was a teacher. So like the way I don't know, the way that she like talked to Imogen and like when she was teaching her and tutoring her, I thought was just very uh, well done. Yeah. yeah. I I also, I wondered if she has somebody in her life who's a teacher. Cause I've read books where like there are teachers and I'm like, that <laughs> is illegal. <laughs> like some of the stuff that's happened, like they'll just like leave the kids in the room and like walk out. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's illegal. That happens all the time in Abbott elementary too, by the way, anytime that they're like, oh, yeah. keep working. And then they like step out of the room. I'm like that's illegal. Um, but yeah, no, in a jam is just it's so good. That one's like a single guardian, so that one is unique in that way. I love, and I have read other single parent romance books, but these are like definitely my top ones. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I really like Getting Real by oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Emma Chase, and I thought the kids, and that's a single parent where like the kids are older. Mm-hmm. And I really like that too. Cause like when they're like five or six, it's like uh, annoying, whatever. But like when they're like older and they can like, cause they can have like an opinion about like who the person their like parent is getting involved with. And mm-hmm. I thought the boys in that story were really good. And Dr. Weber just like ate down with that audiobook. He did oh, such yeah. a good job. That one's free if you have an Audible membership. Audible sponsor us. Um. <laughs> Brandy, why do you love the single parent tropes so much? Yeah, I think. Um, for me, it like really took me by surprise because I personally don't want kids in the future. Um, but something about like seeing somebody who is just like constantly putting their kid first in every aspect of their life, which is most single parent romance books, right? Like they've been single for a while and everything they're doing is for their kid. Like they want to make their kid's life better. They want to be enough for their kid. They want their kid to lack for nothing. So as a result, in most of these books, like their happiness has been put on the back burner. And I think just seeing somebody who is putting the main character or the single parent first um, and like prioritizing their happiness along with their kids is just like really beautiful to read about. Like, 
acknowledging like you have made all these sacrifices for your kid and for your family or kids sometimes plural um but like let me take some of that load now like let me shoulder some of that burden and I just I don't know I just think it's like so beautiful and it's it can be like really really small things too like when I think about Juniper Hill I think about Knox throwing away her box of mac and cheese and like making her homemade mac and cheese because yeah in no world does Memphis have time while she's trying to take care of a newborn by herself while working a full-time job in a new state where she knows nobody in no world does she have time to sit and make herself homemade mac and cheese or really anything like extremely like fancy for her for her um, packed lunch but Knox has time and he makes time for her and he does it and like just like small things like that or like going to get her coffee um and like buying her a latte when she's been drinking like shitty drip coffee to save money for her and her kid or being the one to walk around the apartment holding that or holding Drake in the middle of the night instead of Mm -hmm. having to just constantly be Memphis like just like it can be really small things like that or like also really massive things right like in the soulmate equation like even like monetary stuff like because that's like such a reality for single parents a lot of the time right like Mm -hmm. um Jess in the soulmate equation is like really struggling financially uh well not really struggling but she's struggling financially um and River's rich so he's like cool you don't have to worry about that anymore (laughs) so yeah I don't know I love it so much okay and we've kind of talked about this before for me personally I prefer single dad versus single mom why Mm -hmm. do you think so many people go crazy over single dads (laughs) I think because society has taught us that it's a a woman's job anyways to like take care of kids. So in our heads, anytime a dad does anything, I'm guilty of this too. Like I've like, I'm still like trying to like remember this when I see things like anytime a dad does anything, people are like, Oh my God. (laughs) Like, I can't believe he's doing the bare minimum for his children. (laughs) I saw a video. I remember so vividly. I watched a video of a dad like brushing his daughter's hair and I was like, Oh my God, his look. And they were like, he's being a parent like he's doing his job (laughs) so I think like that same thing right where like we've been told like especially as women reading the book like oh it's it's if you have a child it's your responsibility it's your fault like you have to shoulder the burden most of the time so I think like seeing single dads in books who are like going above and beyond in the same way single moms do as well right like any Mm -hmm. single parents going above and beyond to take care of a child um so yeah I think a lot of people seeing that they're like, my God, <laughs> which same, yeah. same, same. So I don't know. I think that that's probably why like society. You know who else is a really good, what another really good single dad romance. Hmm. Welcome to the dark side. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a great father. Like too good. Kendra, he didn't raise oh, his kid. Damn yeah, it he did. Not <laughs> even raises children listen he, he was raised kids <laughs> he zeus was raising someone it wasn't his direct oh. blood kids <laughs> but it was <laughs> you're not making a... i just want to say that this is probably the worst case for a book that you've ever given like i don't understand oh God. what how if you're picking up welcome to, to the dark side you need to check your Content warnings. Yes. yes. This book is not for everyone, but it was for me. And <laughs> it was it, not for me. It's a it's a single parent. It's not a single parent. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it can is. be considered. Yes, he's Literally a single is. parent with two kids. Oh 
Yeah. And 11 is the same kids. age as his kids. Yeah. yeah. Let's he, he goes to his kids' basketball games to go support them. He, don't he, even. He, don't. don't. He, he sent his son to college. Like, college isn't cheap. Especially he in Vancouver. Sure his, he made sure his son had a quality education. Yeah. You guys, I'm... He literally fake-dated his son's teacher <laughs> to help his son secretly date the teacher. <laughs> dad of the year. And he's not only the dad to, like, his biological kids. Like, he's don't, the father of the just, fallen. Don't stop. No, he's stop. the father of the fallen. Of the fallen. He's, like, everyone's, like, dad. Like, Zeus is, like, the leader. You were definitely... And, and gonna go somewhere else does, with that. Does Lou call him daddy sometimes too? Yeah. You know what else he calls her? His little girl. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> I just want everybody to know that I am the most tired I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So true. A single dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in conclusion, if you're hesitant to read single parent romances because you're like, why would I want to read about those kids? I think the relationship built between the kids and the love interest or the kids and their own parent in those books are some of my favorite relationships that exist in books. Um, so highly recommend you pick those up. If you're going to pick up one, pick up Juniper Hill by Debbie Perry. And if you're not a romance person, A... How are you still listening to this? And uh, B, read Lessons in Chemistry. So good. For sure. Yeah. Mad. I love Mad. Uh, Me too. That's my trope. If I had to pick one to read for the rest of my life, it's that. Thank God I don't have to pick, though. Yay. Variety. Um, My trope. It was hard for me to pick a favorite trope, too, because I like a lot of them. Um, But for today, I did fake dating slash marriage of convenience. And marriage of convenience is just fake dating on steroids. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, I'm going to rapid fire, try to list, I made a list, so I'll try to name them all. Um, Soulmate Equation, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two Wrongs Make a Right, one of Kayla's favorite books. Um, yes. Tangled, Tangled Like Us, is that the first Jane and Thatcher book where they're fake dating? It is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Honey and that Spice. Was so good. Honey and Spice. Um, the Wedding Crasher by Mia Sosa, which I don't think either of you two have read, but it's pretty good. Um, in a jam, mm-hmm. which is marriage of convenience, Zinni, which is marriage of convenience, and if you haven't read Zinni yet, it has a pegging scene and it's so good. Both of the characters are bisexual and it's just like a great time. Um, the low hypothesis. Know that one. I did not know that was a marriage of convenience. Yeah, they have to. It's almost like in a jam where like they have someone in the will was like, y'all need mm. to get married. Yeah. Um, love hypothesis by Ellie Hazelwood. Mm-hmm. How Big It in Hollywood, which is one of my favorite books from this year. Wall of Winnipeg and Me, which mm-hmm. every time I remember that book, I remember how good it was. It was such a good read. Yeah. That one, Wall of Winnipeg and Me, I almost also put that one in Grumpy Sunshine. But See, but I don't consider I Vanessa just, a sunshine. That's, what I, that, that's why I... But he's yeah. definitely grumpy, though. He's 100% he's... grumpy. She's, she's, she's like in the middle, I feel like. She's not yeah. quite either. I feel like she's sometimes despite him. Not so much because it's like her natural demeanor. Yeah. True, yeah. true. Um, Brutal Prince by Sophie Lark. Age. Well, that's oh, well. it's not really marriage of convenience, but like they don't I'll want to be married. Yeah, yeah like um, 
Redeemed by Lauren Asher. Terms and Conditions by Lauren Asher. So good. Did I miss any? Oh, um, Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez, which hasn't come out yet as of today. And um, Addicted to You by Becca and Krista Richie, those evil ass twins. Um, My favorite characters. What else? Jasper Vale, which is like one night stand accidental marriage but then it turns into a marriage of convenience for both of them mm-hmm. like they both need something out of that marriage um a ya pick which is frankly in love which is i think far superior than a lot of these books on this list when it comes to the fake dating trope but you guys don't really read ya but if you wanted to that one is fantastic like one of the best books i've ever read um and then lastly the book that i hate currently the most is heavy place by emily henry <laughs> It pains me to say that, but talk about it. The fake dating, it's just, it's fake dating, second chance romance. It was just too many tropes at once. And if I had to remove a trope from that book, it would have been the fake dating aspect of it all because there was no need for them to be fake dating. Yeah. It was just awful, Mm -hmm. awful book. And the more I think about it, the more I hate it. I know. And I'm an Emily Henry girly. Can I? I don't know if you know this, but we're trying to keep listeners, and I think people want. <laughs> I'm just kidding, because um, I didn't. I didn't love the book either, but yeah, um, yeah. there's a lot just, of discourse going on around that book. Yeah, when it comes to like the fake dating trope, like I said, like I would remove it from that book. I don't think she did that good of a job with that trope, u- utilizing it, and it's because of the circumstances that she placed on her own characters. Like mm-hmm. for me, fake dating, what makes it so good is that like the cl- it's like a forced proximity between the characters suddenly is like thrusted upon them for whatever reason like they need be so a lot of the like romantic things that they're doing together is new and it's that newness that like makes it so good so it's like oh wow like I'm holding this like person's hand like why does it feel like this like it's supposed to be pretend but it's not like feeling pretend like oh we have to kiss oh shit that kiss felt really great um we have to like make an appearance somewhere and like you I had to like see them get dressed up oh my gosh this is great so, like, in a book like Happy Place, where they had just broken up five months ago, and they are like, fake they're dating. like, cringing. Like, yeah, we didn't get any of that, yeah. like, fun newness um, that you get with a lot of... That is so true. I, I can't yeah. think of another example of second chance fake dating. Yeah, I think it's just... That book should have just been second chance mm-hmm. and not fake dating. Especially once you get to the conflict in that book, and you're just like, what the fuck? And like, <laughs> anyway, I don't want to talk about it too much, because it disappoints me. Oh, did I say Danny Brown? No, did not. I love them. Danny Brown is such a good um, fake dating book. Oh, it's and so it's good. Friends. Uh, so the thing about like fake dating, I love also is that you can stack it against so many other tropes, right? So it's like with Danny Brown, it was like friends to lovers, but with the fake dating added in, and that combination is just so so good. So oh. good because oh. they're like, oh my like, god, it's just my buddy. Why would yeah, I like, like over my friends, buddy? Like, yeah, and then it's like, it's, then it's like, oh, I'm doing this because like we're friends. Like I'm just trying to help you out. And then it's like, oh wait, like you're really hot. You're like really making me feel things I've never felt before. And it's just mm-hmm. so freaking good. Like same with terms and conditions. That being marriage mm-hmm. of um, convenience. Like it was boss assistant, which was already like one thing. And Iris was like, oh, like I just really respect you as a boss. Like you've done so much for me. Like of co- I want you to like mm-hmm. succeed in like trying to get your part of the company. Like of course I'll help you. And then it turns into like this whole thing, and it's just oh, it's yeah. so good. 
you mentioned one that I love that you don't love. You liked, but you didn't love. Two wrongs Correct. make a right. And that one also combines, like, I don't, I don't want to call them full enemies to lovers because they had just met recently, but they, like, really did not like each other when they first met. They were yeah. not, they were not uh, happy with each other. And so then when they, they, it's also revenge fake dating. They're, like, trying to get back at other people. And so they're, like, trying to do it in spite of other people, not doing it necessarily for, like... Each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so, like, the fake dating part when they start to, like, do we, like, touch each other and they get a little more affection. They're like, wait, yeah. why does this feel nice? So they're like, why did I like that so much? I love... That's, like, the best part about fake dating. It's kind of like... Um... Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez, like, because they also started off on, like, the completely mm. wrong oh, yeah. foot, and then they, like, kind of became friends along the way, and then they're like, oh, like, I need a date, and then it turns into fake dating, and it was just so good. God, it's so good. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, like, I... One thing I both hate and love at the same time in fake dating, because I hate it because I'm like, oh, you guys are so stupid, but I love it because I'm like, is when they're, like, oh, this is all fake. This is all fake. Like, he's just doing, it's like, it's just for show. It's just for show. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> There's, you're not. Wait, did you say in a jam? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that's and, what I'm thinking of right now. Like, I'm like at the point in that book where they're both, well, I'm a little bit past it, but just a few chapters ago, they were like, oh my God, wait, but it's all for show. It's all for show. I'm like, you guys are so dumb. And yeah. they're not, like, when they're, they're not sure about, maybe how the other person feels you know? yeah like are they cringing Cause, yeah because like sometimes I think some people some characters are able to recognize their feelings that they actually really do care about this person and that this is real for them but they're not sure if the other person is being real and so then that's kind of part of the conflict um so yeah yeah it is really good I love people or I love when one of them is just like so excited about the fake dating because I feel like there's sometimes where they're like they're both going into it being like this is not romantic but I love when one of them is secretly like yeah Noah oh yeah like one of them is just like (laughs) (laughs) chomping at the bit yeah they're like oh I'll do it I'll do it they're like tripping over themselves to be the one (laughs) I volunteer I volunteer or it's like um an addicted to you I like addicted to you is like interesting right because when we meet them They've already been fake dating for like years yeah. to cover up their addiction. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot of that book is them reaching their breaking point. So, because sometimes in other books, like that breaking point, it's very short. And then it's like, okay, let's get to the conflict. But in Addicted to You, like the breaking point is like such the a big chunk of it. Book, yeah. yeah. And you see Low, like, especially, I think, is that was more eager in that fake dating relationship at first than Lily, because he was just like so in love with her. Like, oh, like this he was man was never sleep. confused about that. No, he loved her so much. And the fact that, spoiler, I guess, he would sleep with other girls just so he could, like, learn himself how to please Lily. Because, like, she's a sex addict and he was like, I need to, like, be able to keep up. That, I don't know. I, I guess it's not really a part of the fake dating of it all. But I think about Lo having to, like, fake date her and go through all that all the time so. like he's been in love with her since they were like 13 like he like uh and I feel like Lily like because she had so much confusion around her addiction like she was in love mm-hmm. with him that whole time too she just didn't know how to like reconcile that yeah. and she had so much oh she hated herself so much Ugh. 
And I love the like jealousy with fake dating too. And I think mm. you get that in in Addicted to You. Um, it's just so, so good because it's like, obviously they really have no claim on each other because it's all fake. But then when they do see them interact with someone else, they're like, what the, like, what are you doing? Like, you should yeah. be like with me. Like, oh, it's so good. When you said um, that low, I think people who who have not read the series and then they hear you say, yeah, Lo would sleep with other women. <laughs> I think I think out of context, that sounds Oh, it sounds awful. Good. Yeah. But we promise it's really good. It's gonna turn out to be like one of the most romantic things guys ever <laughs> I got to that part because it's not even like revealed until like the third book when you get Lowe's POV. But when I got to that part, I like my jaw dropped. I felt it all in my chest. Like Lowe's point of view is one of the most painful points of views to read yeah. and so when he like recaps their relationship and like everything he kind of like quote-unquote suffered through like watching Lily be with other people while like having to put on a front with her for their parents it's just very painful and very well done and that's why I hate those evil ass twins because they gave me something so good and then what happened do you know what like a, a not an interesting dynamic is that I can think of a couple books for um where one person is faking it and the other one isn't like mm-hmm. um like the devious plotline i can't think of the, the right word devious isn't good mm-hmm. like like sedu- seducing somebody to like ruin their mm-hmm. life or whatever because heavy crown um yes mm-hmm, yes like, it's not fakes for sebastian like he thinks yeah. about yelena right wait is that the queen yeah yeah, queen. yeah so heavy crown and tin queen are the two that i can think of where one of them is like trying to ruin the other person's life, but then accidentally, mm-hmm. oops. We need more of those. Those are so. No, good. I'm trying to think like what's another one. I don't know. Yeah, there's I not really that many of them. One. Well, that's I think those are, like, Tin Queen for me is like by far the best in that series and one of my favorite. If mm, I don't want to, I'm hesitant to call it my favorite Devney book, but it's really close. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so unique. You know what I mean? And so I think that's part of like, we need more of those. Mm-hmm. Give me more of those. Yeah. I feel like that could have happened in Fallen Men. Somebody could have done that. Who knows? If Gianna ever gives us another book, maybe it will. Yeah. Oh, okay. One thing I also really like about, like, this specifically applies to Marriage of Convenience is, like, the usage of, like, my wife, my husband, like, official titles. <sighs> like, my mind, I revert. Whenever I'm reading romance, <laughs> I'm a woman. I am a Christian conservative <laughs> woman in the 1950s when I read romance books. Like, I want the man to do everything. To kneel, like, to yeah, propose. Yes, no to propose. Like, I need him to be making all the money. Well, in some cases, I don't. But, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, when in Marriage of Convenience, it helps me experience that because we get these like, super possessive men and they're like, you're touching my wife. Oh, you're my wife. And I'm like, yeah. 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 Oh, it's so, so good. My favorite, like, my wife moment, I think, is still in Wall of Winnipeg and Me. Like, yeah. that was really good. Um, He says, touch my wife again and I'll break every bone in your goddamn yes. body. Yes. My wife, not Vanessa, he'd gone with my wife. He cussed that for me for my honor. <laughs> so good. So yeah. good. Like, you ugh. find that shit so fast, Kayla. It's crazy. Bro, she's a wizard. Um, How was that already on your phone? Did you have it downloaded on Kindle Unlimited already? No, I found it on a Pinterest quote. <laughs> I just I just Googled it. I literally just Googled Wall of Winnipeg and me wife quote. And that popped up. Oh, love. 
but yeah, that one's really, really good. I'm trying to think of another one where. Oh, it was it was. Um, Aiden was pissed. This is before he said it. Aiden was pissed. The king of patrol looked like he wanted to rip apart my sister's boyfriend slash. Yes, that's who it was. Oh, yeah. it was yep. her, her family. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and her family was like so shitty, and like that's another thing with fake dating when like you have to like. Let's say, like, if, if it's, like, a stranger situation, like, them intertwining their lives is so good. So, like, in terms, when Declan goes to visit um, Iris's mom and grandmother, and it's, like, the funniest thing, like, they're giving him that taste test with, like, the chicken and, like, how hot it is. But he just, like, took it as, like, a champ. And in yours truly, when Brie went to go meet Jacob's family, family. It, it's yeah. just, they're I so meddly, love I that. Yeah. So, I like seeing that um, in yeah. fake dating slash magic comedians. Oh my god, the, so cute. When you were saying, Kendra, that you were thinking of like other like really good my wife moments, mm-hmm. uh, that that quote in in a jam when he was like, "I'm always like less than a minute away from accidentally calling her my wife, and nobody needs that because they're like secretly yes. married." Oh god. Oh wait, can oh, I say something about in a jam? Can I spoil something, Brandy? It's very slight. It's not like plot spoiler. That's fine. My one thing with in a jam is that <laughs> he says in a, he says my wife a little too much. Like it was like. Because it a lot. He calls her like his pet name is for her is wife. Wife. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, it kind of lot like the first few times I was like, oh god, yes, like your wife. And then he just like kept saying it, and I was like, bro, she has a name. (laughs) Yeah. Calling her like baby or love or whatever. Yeah. I will eat up fake dating every single time. It's so good. Not to um make you upset, Kendra, Mm -hmm. but um when. Sometimes when I hear Jared call me his wife, oh. I get a little tingly. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah, like you know. so fair. If I was married, That's I'd be all. like, damn. I just, just a quick hum- humble brag, real quick. You're somebody's wife. Kayla? I am. Don't That's remind crazy. me. Ugh. <laughs> Makes Kendra sick to her stomach. It's literally gross. Like, sometimes, I don't I don't hear him say it, like, that often, but sometimes he'll be telling me a story about a story he was telling somebody else, and he'll be like, yeah, I was telling them, like, you know, my wife, blah, 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 and I was like, eh. It's so, oh, you know what I remember? When Kayla and I first became friends, like, before we, like, started just, like, before, I guess before we became close in our friendship, she would always be like, yeah, my husband. Like, I never knew his fucking name. She would just be like, just my, husband, husband. my husband, my husband. And I was like, okay. And then she just said his name. Um, uh, yeah, Kayla's married. Gross. Disgusting. So yeah. happy for her. Sometimes, only sometimes is it gross and disgusting for me because I openly lust after a bunch of fictional men. And my husband is like. <laughs> I was talking to Daniel the other day, who is my boyfriend. And he was like, anytime you're talking to your friends, you just, like, you're going in about all the things that you yeah. want these men to do to you. And I was, like, oh. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. I was like, that's them. That's them. And he's like, no, that's you. You're saying it. I'm like, sorry. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So good. Yeah, anyways, as the only single person uh, on this podcast, I'm the only one that can truly openly lust after all these fictional men. So true. So, yeah. Uh, really quickly, do you guys have a least favorite trope, like a trope that you don't like reading? I think I would say unrequited love, but honestly, I don't think I've read that many. 
I can only really think of one that I like really didn't like. Unfortunately, that's Timid by Debney Perry. <laughs> but that book is amazing. Oh, Kinder, let's stop. Let's we don't. You're lie to you're people. you're viewing no, because listen, we don't lie to the people. If you go into that book thinking it's going to be the funniest thing you've ever read, <laughs> then you will have such a good time. Like, do not go into that book thinking this is going to like be the epitome of romance, because no. But if you think it's going to be hilarious, then you. I had a great time with that book. <sighs> Well, I didn't know so that going funny. in. Unfortunately, oh, I didn't get the oops. memo about the that it was supposed to be a comedy. Okay, I didn't get that memo. <laughs> the mystery but, of that book really gripped me. To be fair. oh yeah, the mystery. Okay, fair enough. High, high key, the plot outside of the romance is really good. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people will automatically just say accidental pregnancy. But honestly, I don't mind an Boo, accidental pregnancy. I love that. Yeah, I like pregnancy. it okay. when it's done too. well. I I get what people like. I've heard people say, "Well, I don't like it when it's literally the sole reason, like for for a couple getting together." Like, but I don't. I don't know when it's done well. And I've read. I've read. I think most of the accidental pregnancies that I have read have been done well. Maybe not all of them, but most of them. And I've enjoyed them immensely. Yeah. I so loudly hate Unrequited Love. <laughs> you really I'm do. so loud about it. Last night I asked Brandy, I was like, is there, like, cause she was like, oh, I only like Unrequited Love if it's done like this way. And I was like, well, do you have a book where like, <laughs> that you like, and she's like, no. <laughs> so did you, for me, like for Unrequited Love, if it's going to be Unrequited Love, A, it's always going to be a harder sell for me if the woman has been in love with mm-hmm. a man for a really long time. Like, that is always going to be a harder sell for me because I'm like, this is fiction. Why would I want to watch a woman pine over a man in fiction in a fictional setting? Um, and B, if it is that, if it is a woman who's been in love with a man forever and she's like, whatever, down so bad, um, I need her to like get a grip and then make him work for it in order for me to buy in. Like, mm-hmm. if she's just like, oh, my God, finally he's giving me his attention. Thank God. I'm like, ew. No, 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 Did you no. Did you not like Inked in Lies? Because that's unrequited love, isn't it? It is. It's one of my least – it's my least favorite besides Lessons in Corruption, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eh, I think I maybe liked it better than After the Fall as well. I don't know. It's I, – I know it's a fan favorite. I most I, Like, most people, I feel like, say Welcome to the Dark Side or Inked in Lies. Um, I just, yeah, no, it was hard for me for that exact reason. Like, Lila's been in love with him her whole fucking life. Uh, that's why I struggled with Powerless. It's why I struggled by Elsie Silver. It's why I struggled with Timid by Stephanie Perry. It's just, like, women who have been in love with men forever. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, God. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah. Kinder, what about you? Um, Enemy Slovers. Really? Yeah, especially in contemporary books, like it just doesn't work. It never works. The Hating Game is by far one of the worst books oh, I've ever yeah. read in my entire <laughs> life. Okay, you said in, especially in contemporary, so like in fantasy, do you like a lot, like it a lot more? Because like I don't really I'm read of, like Jude and Carden. Well, Jude and Carden is like that's like that's so hard to beat. Like right. Other than that, no, because like people will be like, "Oh, Akatar is like enemies to lovers, no, like Reese Mera," and I'm like, Reese never hated that girl. Like, let's mm-hmm. be for real. Sorry to anyone who's well, never. Well, I guess Carden never, never. I guess he. No, he, he tried to murder her. Like, I he know, did not but, like, like I, her. He said kissing her was disgust. Like, he was disgusted. <laughs> like, he hated but that he girl. He wasn't actually. 
Well, yeah, he was fighting. He was it, disgusted like, by how much he loved it. And Jude, Jude hated. Like hated I, I think that's him, a yeah. really good. In- okay, Jude. It's probably not like peak enemy leverage. I just feel like it never really works. Um, the way that I, I just don't think I'd want to fall in love with someone who is my enemy because like they're your enemy for a reason. Unless, and yeah. then usually when it's enemy lovers, there's always a shift, right? And I don't like that shift. Like one thing about Grumpy Sunshine that's really cool is that like that dynamic can continue once the romance book is over. So she can always still be an optimistic person. He can always still be a grumpy person. But enemies to lovers, like it's the to part that like mm-hmm. the uh, part. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. it never works. I, I also don't really like bully romances either because it's kind of oh like yeah me neither bully is really hard I'm, for me to read as well it yeah. is it's hard but i'm like trying to even think of like contemporary besides the hating game i'm like trying to think of enemies to lovers books i literally can't think of one well a lot of people say i, I know i'm trying to think because a lot of people will say like oh this is enemies to lovers in right, contemporary because they don't know how else to like i describe. mean like people will even say like flawless by elsie silver is enemies to lovers because they didn't get yeah. along at the beginning I'm yeah like, it's not enemies they just didn't get along yeah uh, uh, the uh, the unhoneymooners. Oh yeah, I guess people do that do cons- people do feeling. consider that as enemy lovers, but again, like people, they weren't. You know what? Enemies. They're just Some annoying. People count the simple wild as enemies to lovers. Okay, that's true. I think I did at first. Yeah. But like again, like they were never. It's just like they were enemies in- for maybe like half a second. You know. To me, enemies is like you have to be. I'm I don't know the other word that I'm looking for but like enemies you have to okay enemies sorry (laughs) you want different you want different things but like the other person is getting in the way that makes them your enemy right and I think like nemesis so that's what it is with Jude and Carden Jude and Carden are nemesis because they want the same thing but they want to go about it different ways so they view each other as like a threat like they both you know I don't know. I have, it I have, sounds a lot better in my head. But like, Jonah and Kala, jo- Kala wanted to connect with Ren in her own little way. Jonah wanted her to connect with Ren in his own little way. But they were going about it in opposite ways mm-hmm. and their personalities clashed. So I would never consider yeah. them enemies. They just did not get along. It doesn't mean you're someone's okay. enemy. What about, okay, these two two quick ones, yes mm-hmm. or no, from Luke Hoff with Love? No. You deserve each other. They want they want the same thing. You deserve each other? No, because they want the same thing. Yeah, I don't I think enemies is like way too strong a word to use for anything contemporary. Like I think you could say like rivals, you could say nemesis, yeah, rivals. Yeah, rivals. rivals. Yeah, rivals is good. Was that the word I was looking for Mm -hmm. inside of Nemesis earlier? Probably. I mean both really dumb. (laughs) Nah, I just think like you could use either. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's nothing I won't read if people I trust are telling me, like, you're going to like this. Like, I'll try anything, like, any trope. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Unrequited yeah. Love's a really hard sell for me every single time. Well, guys, this was fun. <laughs> this was fun. Yay. Yeah. Does anyone have, like, a trope that they would have talked about today that they didn't get to? Second chance. For me, probably. It's a great one. Yeah, it I is. think... For me, probably it would have been fake dating. Like I love fake dating, so you got it. I would have done uh, friends to lovers. <gasps> oh, yeah. I forgot. Pe- I love you know, people shit on friends to lovers kind of the same way they Logan. shit on. Um, ooh. 
Ooh, whoa. That's a strong call. Shot fired, yeah. You okay, Brandy? You need some Robitussin? <laughs> She's really um, loud about her hate for friends to lovers. Well, people should on it, I think, as equally as they do, like, accidental pregnancy and stuff. Um, but I love it. I think it's so good, especially if it's, like, childhood friends to lovers. Like, BJ and Magnolia. The, what pisses me off about Magnolia Park so much, like, the line that I think about constantly, or lines, is how they always say things like, we grew up in each other's arms. Like he knows my body because he's like watched it change over the years. And I'm like, wow, must be so nice. <laughs> Congrats. Oh, they make me sick. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, they've been in love with each other since they were like six and four respectively or something like that. And it's just like, damn, they've been through everything. Yeah. Those are so good. Uh, okay. Well, well good next, job everybody yeah crushed it next time we'll bring something else probably bookish but who knows who knows who knows hey uh all right bye love you guys bye love bye. you bye.